Hey, it's Jeff Kiani with the Lessons from Leaders podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I can't say enough positive things about the guest that we have on today, Jason Williford. He is a best-selling author, a host, a speaker, a consultant to high-producing real estate agents across the country. He, after spending years in the trenches in the real estate business himself, has become an expert in systems to generate leads, increase efficiency, generate referrals, you name it. Today, he's the protege of Mr. Preeminence himself, Jay Abraham, and he spends most of his time today working with entrepreneurs like Kevin Harrington, Michael Burnoff, Jay Abraham, Ben Gay III. So we're super excited to have him. Jason believes in a world of unlimited opportunities, and he's going to expand on that. So let's get started. my mind space back then like where was my mind at you know hey i'm not afraid to take my shots when i think i have a shot take it sometimes they go off magnificently and sometimes they don't you know and i think uh, that just comes down to failure where i used to in my younger years but i used to be a, afraid of failure growing up and through my younger years and uh, even through my younger business years you know, what is my little mission, my little Steve Jobs ding in the universe, uh, I feel where I can make a big impact, really preeminence. One of the chapters, the preeminent agent, I didn't come up with preeminence or the strategy of preeminence. Jay Abraham came up with the strategy of preeminence. Real estate agents can be more preeminent and by being more preeminent at a high level, it allows that consumer trust rating this flat out ridiculous would flip-flop. My definition of preeminence, and I'm going off the top of the head, becoming the number one most trusted, most authoritative, most biggest advocate for the consumer. You know, like I met you when, right? And so, mm -hmm. so that was back in, what year was that when you were at... Uh... <laughs> You know, recently. that's a very good question. I'm trying to remember which year that was that I met you. I'm thinking 2015 or 16. Yeah, I um, think that's about right. And so, what were you going through at that time? If you were to just think about your mind space at that point in time, uh, back in that point in time, I believe that's when I believe I met you like right when Tracy and I partnered uh, with NAEA uh, to be their first regional partner outside of Dallas, um, Texas for the partner program that they had. Yep. Yep. Uh, but my mind space back then, like where was my mind at? Uh, just like now, you know, Hey, I'm not afraid to take my shots. When I think I have a shot, uh, I take it. And sometimes they go off magnificently and sometimes they don't, you know, and I think uh, that just comes down to failure and where I used to in my younger years uh, before 2016, I became became better at it even since 2016. But I used to be a, afraid of failure growing up and through my younger years and uh, even through my younger business years, afraid to fail. And I guess kind of like that one bit book mentions, I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, failing fast, failing often, not embracing failure versus 
you know, thinking that it's going to be catastrophic. So, you know, that's allowed me to take shots that I wouldn't have taken in my younger self, uh, like with a book with Jay Abraham, the TV show Agents on Fire with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank and, you know, and Jay Abraham. And there's going to be four other special guests that are world renowned uh, entrepreneurs, uh, marketing, business. Uh, gurus, etc., that I'm bringing on uh, in collaboration with me for the show as well. So, so I want to um, just so you know, you know, I want to dive into that and some of what you're, what you've learned probably in the last, you know, five years. Probably it seems like since you've been able to work closely with some of those leaders on a different level. So we'll dive into that. But going back to when you, um, you know, were growing up and afraid of failure and that sort of thing. Um, go back to that point in time, and this this podcast is lessons from leaders, right? And so really what I want to convey through these things are just, um, you know, lessons that are related to good examples of leadership and kind of uh, define what leadership is in a way for people and stuff. So going back to that space, who were some of your leaders back then that you would have uh, admired? Um, Well, I'll I'll quickly hit on that um, a fast story uh, that, uh, you know, we've all been through tough times. So I'm not saying mine is worse than others, but uh, you know, my father had a nervous breakdown when I was eight years old. I was homeless by the time I was 19 years old. I lived in my car. I wrote the book with Jay Abraham, The Ultimate Real Estate Machine. But uh, what many folks don't know, really all folks don't know, you're the first one that I'm even releasing this information uh, to because uh, I'm just honest, authentic, and raw and real. And the raw information is that when I was in sixth grade, uh, there's a book we had to read called Funny Farm. Uh, And I was never a star student by any stretch. That's before I really valued learning, but I could not comprehend that book. I think it had to do with my ADHD uh, in my past when I was younger, you know, and I was spanked by my father for not understanding. I couldn't grasp it. Now things were different back then. So I'm not knocking my father. I'm just saying uh, my grades were horrible. And that was one of the things I had to do over a weekend was get the book, you know, not only read the book, but internalize the book. And I couldn't internalize the book. uh, And ultimately uh, that got my ass whooped. But, and so that's, you know, even going uh, further, like, you know, leadership and, you know, uh, it really starts with your self uh, leadership and, you know, just looking back on that event happening in the past and then to be able to go on to write a book uh, with one of the best marketing and business strategists that's ever walked the planet. Uh, and I just finished uh, reviewing an article uh, that's going to be an entrepreneur magazine about the book. And I don't say this to be braggy. I'm just saying, hey, no matter where you've came from in your life, that anything is possible. Uh, and once you get rid of those uh, limiting beliefs, the bullshit thinking that, you know, we all can have, uh, once you break through those barriers, uh, truly you can accomplish anything that you desire. So uh, on your form, you know, on the guest form that you filled out, mm-hmm. you, uh, uh, there was a question about, you know, what is a question that you wish somebody would ask you more often, I think is what it is or something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, you said, to summarize kind of what you said is, um, is you would like people to ask you probably and help define why there's an 80% failure rate for most real estate agents within their first, you know, 24 months or less, why most only make, you know, $37,000 a year. And, and, uh, and so, you know, I think you'll allude to, it's probably not the individual. That's the reason for that. Um, Why do you think that it's so hard for people to reach 
the level of success that you did in real estate and beyond. And I've said this for years through evolution, through experience, training real estate agents. You know, that was one of my buckets uh, in our organization uh, was training real estate agents. Pretty decent at it. My our average agent closed 31 transactions per year versus 4.5 transactions per year. So and that being the average across the board, uh, 31 was the average. So, uh, and I've said this in the, in my boot camps that the two reasons, biggest reasons why real estate agents fail. Number one is they're not marketers, the cost to a, and when I'm talking about marketer, I'm not talking about listing a property and marketing the property. I'm talking about marketing, uh, to acquire new clients, to always having a steady stream of new clients coming into the business, not only coming into the business, but, you know, as it even states in the book, can't remember the number off the top of my head, but the cost to acquire a new client versus retain a client Uh, create a lifelong client, creating a lifelong client is much, much, much cheaper. And I think it's something like seven times cheaper than acquiring a new client. So not just acquiring clients, but retaining clients Mm -hmm. over a lifetime that sends you steady streams of and avalanches of referrals and comes back and does business with you. Uh, But the marketing bucket, you know, the cost to acquire a new client in real estate is so freaking high that most can't afford to do it. And I think it's a travesty that, you know, many of those people have uh, hopes, dreams, aspirations, and they go uh, dive into their 401k account and, you know, think that, hey, I'm going to put one direct mail blast into this neighborhood with 3,000, you know, rooftops and I'm going to have tremendous success and I'm going to go and I'm going to sit by the phone and the phone's just going to ring off the hook, you know, with that one, one, one blast or whatever campaign that it may be. And it just doesn't happen. And, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons why I think most agents fail and the average uh, realtor only nets around $39,000 per year per NAR's latest uh, Mm -hmm. buyer and seller report. Nets, that's gross minus the expenses. Uh, The second reason is I believe the industry lies to them. And how do they lie to them? Because the irrefutable truth, again, is that over 80% of real estate agents do not make it to year two, is that every brand that I know of, and there's some great ones out there, but there's some that do no training at all. But every brand says, hey, we have the best platform for you learning, for you growing. And that just cannot be true with the with the statistics. Mm-hmm. There was a business wire in 2018. They did a study and the study's findings came back that only 11 percent of consumers trust real estate agents. That's freaking horrible. And, you know, what is my little mission, my little Steve Jobs ding in the universe, uh, I feel where I can make a big impact uh, is really preeminence. Excuse the shameless plug for the book, but I honestly believe in my heart, and I know without a doubt that if Every state, theoretically, I know this is not going to happen, but theoretically, if every state said, hey, uh, you have to read this book and you have to do all of the massive action assignments that live within the 13 of the 15 chapters of the book, I know that all of those statistics 
would shift, even if it's slightly, they would shift. Comes down to being preeminence. Uh, one of the chapters, the preeminent agent, uh, which is uh, the preeminent. Pre- I didn't come up with preeminence or the strategy of preeminence. Jay Abraham came up uh, with the strategy of preeminence. And that's what the, uh, the preeminent agent is about, how real estate agents can be more preeminent. And by being more preeminent at a high level, it allows that consumer trust rating that's flat out ridiculous would flip flop. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so we'll dive into more about preeminence, man. Uh, I think this is this is an awesome uh, start. I kind of know what we'll talk about, so I'll send over my uh, my notes, man, and um, you'll know what we're going to talk about. But this is great. So let's talk about when we can schedule our call. Uh, the TV shows also. What is the TV show about? Just so you know. Yeah. Uh, the TV show is a contestant style reality show with agents competing. But most off, they're competing through evolutions, but most off, it's a show about inspiration. Uh, So it's going to be inspiring to other agents, uh, not only other agents, but folks within the housing industry. But it'll be uh, inspiring uh, to human beings regardless, like Miss Angela Dowd. She's one of our contestants behind the scenes. We're uh, that's what I'm doing is mentoring them on taking them from where they currently are to where they want to go, but doing that rapidly. And Miss Angela, she she's not in Silicon Valley. She's in the market in Connecticut, and she put under contract within the well about a week ago four million dollars in four days, and her best month prior uh, was four million in one month. What what do you think is one thing that you showed her that and helped it's her? Get there? I'm not trying to take credit yeah, for no. it either. But I'm you sure, you know, you pointed her, you vectored her in in some particular direction. Just one thing that might have helped her get there. Not to sound like a Jay Abraham broken record, uh, but geometric business growth. Because uh, so we're focusing on a lot, um, um, you know, in the evolutions and the business breakthroughs that they have, you know, is very profound, obviously, with the results yeah. that, you know, uh, that not just Angela's getting, but really everyone that's participating is getting. But one of them, I've been taking them through elite agent referral mastery uh, for one. And it's kind of weird and funny and uh, God honest truth of how much I'm reverting them back to the book. Like when we're because we're doing accountability groups. Uh, biggest thing right now we're going through is elite agent referral mastery, which is a uh, product that I have with uh, Jay Abraham. There's 217 predictable referral strategies, and we're going we're building a predictable referral mega machine through that. We're about 75% done of the actual course. Uh, I'm taking them through that. Uh, Jay's going to be coming on, you know, as a guest for the show to go deeper into referral strategies with them. But it's been cool to even just revert back to the book. Hey, that's in the book. One of the things that Angela talks about is even the chapter four, chapter four, the preeminent agent on God's honest truth, the preeminent agent of how much uh, being preeminent, you know, has affected her business like that, like within six weeks. So how, how do you quickly. define that? How, what's your definition of preeminence? Uh, my definition of preeminence, and I'm going off the top of the head, uh, is becoming the number one uh, most trusted, most authoritative, biggest advocate 
for the consumer, the advisor uh, for the consumer, the one that uh, falls in love with the client over his or her services, the one that plays the the lifelong game that doesn't play the uh, one-time transaction game that truly plays the lifelong game, the one that uh, doesn't sell a client more of a home than they need, but they also don't sell them less of a home than they need. They sell the client by asking strategic questions, uh, uh, diving in deep, finding out more of what those clients want than even they know of what they really want at that uh, point in the process. And they get them what they want. They're not afraid to have the tough conversations with them. They view their market. They view their market as clients. They never view uh, them as consumers. Uh, imagine the shift on even your database of, hey, these aren't prospects. These aren't leads. These are clients, even though technically they aren't legally clients because they haven't signed anything. But hey, they're all clients. You know, how do we talk to them then? And how do we be the trusted advisor, uh, the consumer advocate to those people? Sorry, I can go deeper, but that's gold. Uh, no, no, that, brain that's, yeah, no, that's gold. Well, people want to dive deeper. They can probably go to the book. And so yes. just tell me, tell me, yeah, who, just tell, me the book. <laughs> tell me Three chapter four, who's the book for. Um, and one of the chapters, chapter nine is mistakes that cost, that cost your business huge profits. And there's 29 marketing mistakes uh, that are uh, within that chapter and how to fix those marketing mistakes. But I made, what I'm getting at is I make marketing mistakes. You make marketing mistakes. We all make marketing mistakes and we're all making all 29 marketing mistakes at any given time when you live in the world of optimization where everything could always be improved upon. And one of the mistakes I made to get back to your question is in the subtitle, which is how team leaders, uh, can build a prestigious brand, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the w- two words, team leader, I made a, a marketing mistake uh, because, uh, which it was initially wrote for team leaders in real estate, but it's also written for successful real estate agents, even if they're independent. It's also wrote for agents that aren't successful yet because I'm sure they want to be successful, uh, but it also ties in very close to lenders, uh, mortgage uh, loan officers. It uh, ties into builders, uh, developers, basically any, anyone within the housing industry. The book, Entrepreneurs Will Get Nuggets, anyone within the housing industry. And actually, even truthfully, outside the industry, you know, I even put a 200% money back guarantee on the book. Because if not only they read the book, but they go out and execute upon the 13 massive action assignments that are within the book, there is no way, I'd put a 5,000% guarantee on it. There's no way that someone would not get results, period. So uh, where can they, what's the name of the book and where can they go get it? I'm sure it's on Amazon and stuff, but what what do they look for? Uh, The Ultimate Real Estate Machine. Got it, right there. Uh, And it's on Amazon. The ultimate real estate machine on Amazon. And uh, what about, you know, if, if they want to go even deeper, um, you have the elite agent mastery thing you're working on. You know, if, if they want to find out other ways that you can help them, where do they um, go? Yeah, and quite honestly, my uh, actually Jason Williford 
360.com uh, right here. Uh, Jason Williford 360.com. Yeah. Yeah. It has all, uh, and I have no financial uh, reason for plugging this product. It's just a great product and I like to give back, but it's really cool. Like if you go and check mine out, uh, it ties all your social media in there. Like, like say you meet someone. So it's not just a, you know, digital business card. Let's say you meet someone at a gas station and uh, they're thinking about real estate or whatever they're thinking about Le- leadership. You met an amazing leader and you know how they, uh, you know, become on your podcast. Uh, they go, you send that to their phone. They text you their number. You send it to their phone, the link to that. And in one click, you can pull up all your social media accounts. Uh, you can pull up a link where they can quickly book a call with you. They can uh, any websites that you have, I think it's like up to three videos that you, you know, link to podcast if you want on there. So it's really cool. Uh, even when you click on mine, you'll see where you can click on a button to where you can get your own 360 site. So it's Love been it. really cool for me. The only thing, you know, I would say that uh, I would have asked you and to finish things up, you know, uh, everybody knows where to go get the ultimate real estate machine on Amazon. And, um, and you've been working with a bunch of great leaders. I've seen it, you know, now over the course of six years from even where you were then to where you've gone now. And, uh, and it's amazing. So, man, it's I've been a pleasure. blessed with mentors. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's yeah. the biggest, speaking of mentors, you know what I mean? All that being said, what was, what, what's the one leadership lesson or principle that, that you would leave everybody with at the end of this episode? Um, I would leave them with, well, I'd start off with setting this expectation that, hey, uh, I'm not a, I'm currently not a perfect leader. I haven't been one in the past. And here's what the deal is, is that unless you're running a multi-billion dollar company, you may be able to say, hey, I'm a great leader. Because again, when you live in the world of optimization, there's always room for improvement. I know I still have a lot of uh, room to grow as well, but it would be the evolution of never, I guess it goes back to Tony Robbins, Connie, a constant and never ending innovation, I think he says, but also he ties it in with, you know, learning as well uh, to forever be a lifelong learner and always keep, you know, honing that skill set. 